Beer Blood in the Bayou contains adult language, graphic descriptions of delicious hop treats, and real crimes perpetrated in and around the greater Houston metropolitan area. Viewer discretion is advised. Bitches. Hey! Hey, what's going on, buddy? Uh, how are you? Uh, how are you guys doing? I'm doing very well. And, and I got to tell you, I'm very thankful you asked me to participate in this art project. I am. Too. I'm really I, um, thankful it, that you're you're here. I'm honored. I'm honored. I'm flattered. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Is it okay that I'm not wearing a shirt? Uh, <laughs> well, no, absolutely. That was a prereq. Thank okay, you. Uh, I guess yeah. you did read the email. Uh, this is beer, uh, blood, and the Bayou. Okay, so uh, sorry. We're gonna. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, I was going to say, great name, oh. Beer, Blood, and the Bayou. Thank you, thank you. Okay, so the, the format's really simple. Um, each week, uh, the three of us, we're going to sit around. Um, we are going to drink a new craft beer. Um, we're going to talk about some really fucked up shit, uh, typically like a crime or a murder that happened in and around the Houston area, solved or unsolved. And uh, then we're going to be talking about some local stuff that's and happening. we might expand out of the city limits. Who knows? Yeah, Who maybe knows? we will. I don't know. It depends on how big we'll get or whatever. I don't know. So, uh, yeah. So, I'm Ralph Sweetwater uh, from uh, I Fear No Beer. It is uh, an Instagram. Um, it's really actually kind of shitty. Um, it's not actually that great. It's my life's work. Hey, don't sell yourself short. That's actually uh, it's magic. So that's you me. almost yeah. have as many followers as my cat. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. that, that's um, thank you. Yes, thank you for that. And then uh, directly uh, to the left of me, uh, we have uh, Josh James. Josh, you want to say hi? Hello, hello. My name is Josh James, and I too have a large amount of following on Instagram. Oh, wait, I I actually have seven thousand. Fo- I have seven thousand people I'm following, and I, oh, I have okay. three followers. But- oh. That's good. But it's uh, Josh James Instagram, um, just a bunch of photos of stuff around Houston and the kids at the park. My good kids. times. Good times. Good times. And then also uh, right across from me, Mr. Ray Brower. Hey, thanks. Thanks. Uh, big introduction. I do have an Instagram, but it's private. And uh, I thought you were kicked off Instagram after the well, lawsuit. That's why it's private. Uh, so the only thing about me that I like to share with everybody is I was in more fights in college than I saw. Okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Very true. Hey, t- tell the story real quick about the hockey punch. The, oh. Your move. Your, your signature uh, move. I'll never forget this night. So uh, random girls in town with her older, weirder sister uh, and her boyfriend who was fresh out of the joint. Obvious looking, total, I and mean, not the chiropractic place, right? No, no. This uh, this was the <clears throat> penitentiary. Penitentiary, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, and uh, we had gone out to a concert, and everyone had gone back out to our house for a party. 
And I guess this guy must have lost his girlfriend. Ah. And I, wait, wait, lost his girlfriend? You mean like? Well, I misplaced her in our house. We had a normal. Oh, okay, house. Oh, okay. And I thought like he didn't like lost. Like, no, I put yeah, it in my head. Well, like, no, I would have said he whacked her. I believe is oh, what the okay. kids say. So, uh, no, he was he was looking for her and yeah. could not find her. Yeah. And I was in my bedroom mm-hmm. with a lady friend. Yeah. Uh, and oh. I, I heard some loud beating on the door. True sexes, apparently. Uh, and, I know. Uh, I think his mom's in town. Yes. And I, uh, it was uh, very loud on the door. And I told the girl, I said, watch this. And I, <laughs> wow. I walked over to the door. And I was pretty sure I knew who it was. Opened it. And he was sitting there. And he was breathing heavy. Oh, he's mad. He's mad. mad yeah, he's boy. Like, where's my? Oh, was he working? Was he working out? Yeah, he was pumping he's like, iron. He's. Like, where's my? Where's my girlfriend? Three hundred. And, and I, I looked at him. I was like, and mind you, this was in the king. I was in the king of the of the world. I was in. I would thought I was Lord of the Flies kind of thing. Basically, I, no I, I, I could do. I, I was at the top of my game, and I gave war him, paint. War paint. I gave him the speech. Who do you think you're talking to? Oh, wow, wow. Do you know who I am? I said that to a man. I said, do you know who I am? Your mom's in the background. Stop, dude. No, no, but my lady friend was. And uh, so uh, the gentleman comes into my bedroom and thinks that his girlfriend's in there. But uh, he comes in there. He's looking around. We had enormous bedrooms. Uh, and room bragging, I, yeah. I, it, it, it was actually, it was actually, Thanks, Donald. It was two rooms, and uh, so uh, the, the the gentleman comes into uh, my room, and uh, I could tell that he wanted to stir it up. Mm. So uh, he was cooking. As I was standing there, I wasn't going to back down from him, and he was drunk, and um, you know, ex-con, and he decided to swing a punch at me. And I saw this punch coming from a mile away. Oh yeah! I I can I I, I, I it was almost slow motion. I ducked back to the left and moved out of the way of his punch. And I and saw you said him. It's time to pay the fiddler in slow motion. I should have, but it didn't. But what I did do was I saw his arm go right go right by me. I saw his right arm fly right in front Ooh. of my face. Matrix. And then I was staring at the side of his body. And a Sexy. shirt. Yeah, he was just checking out. Didn't want to so I anymore. take my left hand and I grabbed the shirt tail of his shirt that he was wearing, and in a flash of an eye, I pulled it over his head and went boom, boom, uppercut after uppercut. Two times, folks. Actually, it was uh, probably closer to seven times, and then threw him into the wall. Whoa, 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 no, no, no. That's not what I remember. 100%. No, no, no. no. You and he threw broke him, him into a mirror. No, no. You threw him into a mirror, and then the glass shattered. Like, he, listen, I listen. this fucking guy over here, he speaks in hyperbole like all the time, okay? I'm giving him more credit than he actually deserves right now. Yeah. But he fucking did. He threw the fucking shirt over the guy's head. Threw him into a mirror. It fucking shattered. I fucked that. That's dude why up. it was called the hockey. It was punch. like yes. Yeah, I, I was thought, the, the story I heard yeah. is y'all were at a roller rink and y'all were wearing <laughs> y'all were inline skating. No, no, no. That and y'all was were just no. slapping no. each other. It was. Uh, I didn't know it was actual. You're thinking you're, you're seeing kickboxing with fucking John Claude Van Damme. Like yeah, you know, or it was it was epic. It was pretty like blood sport. Prayer of the roller Hot boys. boys. The glass. Prayer of the roller boys. More. Uh, so uh, needless to say, I you know gave this 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 convict a pounding. He. Deserved Deserved, and uh, I did the ultimate, <clears throat> which was as we were broken apart and he was laying on the ground gathering himself, I wrestled my way over to him and I'm being held back and I stand over him. And I yeah. say, next time, 
I'm really gonna beat your ass. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Cool. So sidetrack. Yeah. Yeah. God. I did. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That was a great intro. So anyhow. Um, uh, You're welcome. So, yeah, You're welcome. yeah. No. Thank you. Yes. yes yeah. yeah that was that was great. So um, anyhow. So uh, yeah. Format. Try a beer. Talk about some fucked up shit. Uh, murder wise. Crime wise. And then we have like a little bit of a palate cleanse where we maybe we talk about some lighthearted stuff that's been happening like in and around the city. And with that, we go to the beer. You guys are gonna ask me what I got here. What kind of beer you got there, Ralph? Yeah, so this is uh, this is out of B fifty two out of Conroe. It's called uh, Smoke in a Pancake. It is a hazy double IPA. Um, so this is part of their Cult Classic series. Who do you see there on the? Uh, uh, that looks like uh, Wayne Campbell. Wayne Campbell. That's right. Yep. Uh, who, do you, who, do you, who do you see? I thought it was John Denver. No, not John. Not John Denver. That- um, no, no. This is. Uh, this is Mike Myers, and he is actually in the. Uh, I believe this is uh, Awesome Powers, the uh, spy gold member who shagged me. Right, so gold member. So it's called a uh, smoke and a pancake. Uh, do you guys? Do you guys know why? No, please tell. Are you going to ask why? Do tell. Oh, okay, okay. So uh, the reason why? So they they brewed this beer with fifty five pounds um, of pancakes from uh, Hubble and Hudson uh, Kitchen uh, up in the woodlands. Um, it is dry hopped with galaxy and uh, some secret hops. So, uh, you guys wow. want to try it? For sure. Uh, I, can I be honest? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Be honest. I, <laughs> I like beer. Yo, can, mm. can I see your glass first? Please? Not a fan of hardly any IPAs. Really? I'm, why I'm, not? Why not? Uh, because I like to drink my beer and mm. not chew it. Uh, okay, so, so tell me what you see real quick. What do you see? This looks like orange juice. <clears throat> If I give um, my honest opinion, if I look at it straight away, it looks like Josh, give me a go. It looks like a watered down orange juice yeah. sprayed out of a bar gun. Mm. Well, I gotta say, I like beer. Yeah. I like IPAs as well, but I, yeah. I hate pancakes. You don't like? Pancakes. <laughs> I'm joking. Who doesn't like That's pancakes? un-American. Who doesn't like pancakes? Everybody loves pancakes. Make America great again. I know. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and pour mine. Okay, so if you guys just go ahead and you know, kind of look look at the color there. What do you see? What do you see? You see some? What is that? Uh, I again it was maybe grapefruit juiced juice. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's what was that plural? Yeah, some yeah. some some juice, you know. So give us some smell. We smell. Um, mm. if I'm being honest, it smells like cleaning leather. Or it, oh my god, oh god, okay, yeah. So that's actually really that's a really good smell. It's a really indication of a really good beer. Um, okay. So you got that floral. You got that really really floral hop smell. Um, Which very juicy, it. right? So, Loner, you getting that juice? You get getting like, oh yeah, you know, it definitely like, smells like an IPA. Yeah, like uh, pineapple almost. Get some pineapple. Okay, so that's basically what we get. Okay, so, so we um, sip this or what? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, take take a sip, take a sip. Tell me. Oh, I know we were drinking. I thought we were just smelling. No, no, tonight. no. I thought you drink. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. What do you think? What do you think? It's an IPA. Yeah, it's interesting. Oh um, my god, I'm going to be honest with you. All right. So not not your thing. No, yeah. it's not. I mean, I'll I'll finish it. 
Okay. Uh, like, as we're doing this podcast. Like what that. is the ABV on this? Uh, ABV is, uh, what is it? It is... Eight percent, so it will uh, it'll it'll do a do a number on you. It'll do a number on you. Mm. Yeah. So um, but I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. What do you not get? Just say it. Say it. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I want to hear this. How do people like this shit? Oh, okay. Well, my God, that's really uh, yeah. So I I love it. I mean, it's it's um it's, it's I will try. Good. I will I will continue yeah. to try. Yeah. I mean, let me ask you a question. The first time like you ever had. Like a cup of coffee. Like, were you excited? Like the first time you had a cup. Did of Did you coffee? pour it on your body? Yeah. I'll tell you a funny story. Yeah. Uh, uh, coffee was something I stayed away from a long time. Yeah. I'm a person who uh, is. Um, you weren't in that McDonald's lawsuit, were you? No, no, no. Those, but those were some juicy. Th- no, they weren't. Uh, <laughs> the uh, hot coffee. I, I stayed away from uh, coffee for a long time until like my late twenties, and then mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about coffee. Yeah. So all I knew to do was order caramel macchiato. Wow. So mm-hmm. my introduction to coffee was like drinking ice cream. And it was delicious. <laughs> yeah, it was like yeah. a sixteen-year-old girl's. Drink. It was. <laughs> it, I, I ordered it because I heard uh, Artie Lang always order it. It was a double uh, caramel macchiato, double, double caramel, double cream, and it was yeah. delicious. Yeah. That's like that's, that's basically a fucking milkshake. And then I read, cake pops. Then I read, I read the caloric uh, count. Oh, that. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. Thou. Yeah. Oh, Big it, thou. It comes with a wheelchair. Yeah. Big thou. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and a diabetes test. Yeah. Oh, and it comes with swollen feet. <laughs> um, so yeah, needless to say, uh, yeah. I was a little shocked. So after about a year of pounding those. I uh, I decided you know what I'm not I can't do this to myself. And somebody went on a Starbucks run and they're like you're like I I want one thing and you're gonna get that macchiato. <laughs> That's right. And they come back with a regular coffee and you're like what is this shit? Exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Well, now so what I did what I decided was that if I was gonna drink coffee, I'm only gonna drink it black. Okay. Well, that's good. So um, anyhow, my my whole point behind that was. Uh, it's a, it's an acquired, acquired taste. It's, it's well, an acquired taste. And yeah. IPA is uh, not really the gateway in. No, beer. it really is. Not that I claim to yeah. be any kind of crappier kind of sewer, right, but I right. do know that IPA is out of all yeah. of them. I mean, for me, it was. Shocking. I mean, the natural progression for me was like, um, you know, Bud Light in high school. Uh, Bud Light, Which kid, <laughs> Keystone Light. <laughs> Bud Light in college, <laughs> Keystone in college. Oh, there you go. There's some Hefenweizens. Oh, those look good. Oh, there's some. Uh, there's some uh, Belgian beers. Those look good. And then from there, Pale Ale, IPA, and then Porters. And I thought I was doing doing big stuff with a Heineken. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah. that. That's why I'm wanting to hear. I mean, you are like the fucking everyman, you know? Um, well, plus, you know, if, if honestly, if uh, Drew actually finds a beer he likes, yeah. that's going to say a lot. I know, yeah. So for the I mean, brewery, yeah. So just hey, the, there's a theme for the podcast. Yeah, find an IPA I can stand. Okay, wow. Okay, cool. So, so the point is here is um, this is to, I mean to me this is a very very well executed uh, New England IPA. Actually, it's like double IPA, but um, it's 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 really really good. Um, one of my favorites. Uh, hats off to uh, B fifty two for really you know hanging their balls out there and experimenting, um, throwing random shit into the kettle. To kind of see what comes out the other what side. What is it so, with north of Houston and IPAs hitting at home? Like, uh, yeah, Conroe, yeah, Magnolia. Yeah, yeah, I know. So there's, yeah, I mean, there's some, there's some really good guys. There's, uh, there's Copperhead up there in Conroe. There's uh, B52 up in Conroe. Both of those guys just, you know, really, really killing it, making Lone some Pine. really, really good beers. Lone Pine out of Magnolia, Ingenious. They just opened um, out in Humble. They're making really? some killer. Crazy ass stuff. I mean, so excuse me. Yeah. What the hell are you talking about? Okay, sorry, I'll stop. So anyhow, yeah. So basically, that's it. Um, hats off to B fifty two and uh, 
Yeah. So I guess uh, we'll be right back uh, after that with our weekly story crime thing. the best part uh this is the part that attracted me most about the podcast no way was the blood not what free beer and pizza but the blood section we're going to talk about local crimes here and around the houston area we may branch off uh, out of houston uh crimes that are solved like magnolia we'll probably go maybe the woodlands maybe tomball yeah we're not going to go (laughs) deep north yeah so anyway, yeah, we will go to other places other than Houston for the crimes. Some of these crimes, like I said, are not going to be solved, so we have to kind of be delicate. I mean, there are families out there that, um, and some of the cases may be actually actively still cases, which means that I don't even know if we're allowed to talk about. You mean all they're stuff. open cases? Open cases, exactly. Wait, wait. Why would we not be allowed to talk about? Them? I mean, I think we can talk about what we know, but I mean, I'm, I'm just not, no. I'm just I'm just fact checking you because you're being a little. Okay, go ahead. I'm just saying. I mean, I do have a degree in criminal justice. You do? I mean, oh, I, he, does, he does. I'm not oh, bragging. But, thank uh, God. Yeah, I, I never used it, but I did. It did help me find other shows on Netflix to watch when I got that degree. Okay. It helped me fi- pick them out better. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, we're gonna just go over some crimes. Uh, everyone likes a good crime podcast. It'll be a little bit of a twist on it with us. I mean, we're not going to be super. Josh, will we be lighthearted? Will we be lighthearted? I think we will. Okay. Will we be yeah. respectful? We'll I think that's be, a good way of putting it. Will sympathetic, we be respectful? Sympathetic. I think yeah. so. Okay. Because, I mean, you know, I think that's the biggest thing here is that, you know, we really, really need to try to be um, sympathetic to these families and to these victims. I mean,. At the end of the day, there are still people out there who are still feeling the pain of a lot of things that are going on with this stuff. A hundred percent. But we all know that uh, being able to laugh about something or find the comedy in something is one of the greatest ways of coping. It's a good coping mechanism. That's right. That's right. Um, right. But so, like we said, you know, we're going to try to remain respectful. Um, and uh, that's uh, that's kind of the format. All right. So, so to elaborate a little bit on what Josh said, so each week... Uh, one of us is going to uh, heavily research a topic, and uh, we're going to read it back to one another, and then read it back to you guys. And uh, yeah, so let's let's go ahead and start. So the first story that we have right now, and this is why we have the beers here because this is something that really um, irked me as a younger gentleman growing up in the Houston area. Um, so I grew up in and around. Uh, the northwest side, uh, 290 Howie 6 area, and the neighborhood of Copperfield. And when I was 10 years old, um, I woke up one morning, and my mom said, oh, my God, look at this. And I turned on the news, and then a few she streets. You spilled a drink? Yeah, I was wondering where that was going. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought she had a new moo-moo or something, but go on. <laughs> Did she spill her, her toddy? Thank you. Her gin and tonic? Yes, my mom used to have a like to drink that. Okay, thank you. Thanks for reminding me. Anyhow, um, so my uh, my mother woke up, woke me up, and said, "Hey, look, check this out. This happened a few streets down. 
and Dave Ward's on Channel 13 talking about how this mother, Lynn Woodley, the night before, she had left her house for 30 minutes to go pick up her daughter from swim practice. And when she returns, she finds her two sons and her husband. They've been killed, shot, execution style, in their living room. So, uh, really sad story. Hmm. Um, so, we'll just get right into it. So, the day of the crime. I thought they should have made the news, by the way. I don't remember any of that. No, no, I did. Dave I, Ward was there, Josh. Did you <laughs> not hear that? I mean, like the check the like tape, a, like the national check the news. Tape. I mean, like a, a execution style. Yeah, no. Seems kind of no. Yeah, no, 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 no. That is that is nothing. Yeah, that is not, nothing. Yeah, right. Exactly. And y'all know your news, I guess. Yeah. So uh, anyhow, so okay, so, so let's so let's get into it. Uh, on September twenty sixth, nineteen ninety one, uh, this is that's when that happened. Uh, victims were uh, Barry Carlson Woodley, age forty five. He was a project engineer at Bechtel Corporation, so one of the big petrochemical plants in town. Um, his son, Gregory John Woodley, age 23, he was a stockbroker and a recent Texas A&M graduate. And Jeremy Joel Woodley, age 15, sophomore at Cypher High School, um, who was a competitive swimmer. So, uh, like I said, this happened in Cypress, Texas, um, in Copperfield. So Lynn Woodley had placed uh, an ad in the Houston Chronicle uh, the week earlier offering a piano for sale for $2,250. The day before the crime, a potential buyer identified himself as Shelby from Pasadena, age 16, visited the home. So it's unclear which members of the Woodley family met the potential buyer during the visit. And no physical description of Shelby or composite drawing has ever appeared in the media. Where did they get the name of this kid? In this, so thing? right. So this this kid basically contacted uh, the family and said, "Hey, I'm you know I'm 16 years old. I want to buy a baby grand piano from you guys." No, for- how did they get? How did the news find out about this kid contacting him? Oh, um, because the mom. So the mom was not one of the victims. Okay, so so this is a family. Right? She did it. No, I solved it. Oh. I solved it. Thank God, here we go. Okay, so it's unclear uh, which members of the Woodley family met the potential buyer during the visit. Uh, no physical description of Shelby or composite drawings ever appeared in the media. Okay, so if we talk about the timeline on the date, September 26, 1991, 6.45, Shelby telephones and says he's decided to purchase the piano and will stop by later that evening to complete the transaction. At 7.45, Lynn Woodley leaves home to fetch her daughter, Rebecca from swim practice. At eight, a neighbor spots Barry Woodley outside working on his lawn sprinkler. At eight twenty, Jeremy and his swim teammate Dave McGlynn conclude a, a phone call. Um, and a, according to David, uh, nothing at the Woodley residence seems amiss. He hung up the phone, and everything seemed fine. Eight twenty-five to eight thirty, the window of opportunity. For the assailant's arrival, detectives believe the crime took approximately 10 minutes to complete. At 8.40, Lynn Woodley drops off a carpooler on her way home from swim practice. At 8.45, Lynn Woodley arrives home to find her husband and sons murdered. She runs screaming mm. into the street. No, oh, that's rough. Yeah. So, here's some details from the crime scene. All three victims have been lined up on cushions on the living room floor, shot repeatedly in the head. Articles imply, but do not definitively state, 
The cushions were stripped from the Woodley sofa. Jeremy and Greg Woodley had been tethered together at the ankles by a nylon strap. So nothing's missing from the house. So, so the piano's still there. Um, and the residence, it was not ransacked. So a note is found at the scene with a date written um, in Barry Woodley's handwriting. Detectives believe he was preparing a bill of sale for the piano when the assailants attacked. No one in the neighborhood heard gunshots, but two men in white in a white sedan were spotted in the area around the time of the crime, and these men have never been identified. Their connections have never made apparent, and the motive of their crime has never been known. So mm-hmm. the existence of forensic evidence, including fingerprints, fibers, and DNA, have never been publicized and are believed to never have been materialized. Since no spent shells were ejected, investigators believe the weapon utilized was likely a revolver. Shelby has never been identified. Okay. So, basically hmm. what you have is you have this very well-to-do family. You have two uh, engineers. Um, kind of in this upper middle class. So, so, back in the 90s, early 90s, Copperfield was, was like five or six years old. I mean, it was brand new. All these, yeah. all these homes were, were, were brand new. Um. This was a very religious family. Um, there was absolutely no indication of any sort of like wrongdoing. And all indications basically say that uh, this was a contract killing. Well, it was definitely a hate crime, too, because, not a hate crime, but I mean, they definitely knew him because of the amount of shots that right. they fired. And that's pretty right. aggressive. Right, right. To like unload on someone. Yeah. That, or they were doing it for the money, and they had to make sure that they were dead. Yeah, exactly. Right, so basically what you said is correct. I mean, um, each each person was overshot. I mean, you got three to six shots per person in the back of the head. So somebody was trying to make sure that they were, in fact, dead. So um, really, really sad stuff. Um, but, yeah, so there's another excerpt that I'm going to read here in a minute. And it basically talks about the last phone call between Jeremy Woodley um, and one of his best friends. This is from a book called uh, A Door in the Ocean, and it's by uh, David McGlynn, and the chapter is called Leviathan. And so David was, he was the last person who spoke to Jeremy um, literally like 10 minutes before uh, the crime happened. So, I mean, imagine that, right? Imagine like you're at home, and like you're talking to like one of your friends, right? And, um, you know, you guys are talking about just stupid bullshit, and... uh, he hangs up, and then the next thing you you know, um, you know, your mom comes in the door and she says, "Hey, the whole family's dead. It's on the news." I mean, it's just absolutely crazy. Wow. Yeah. So anyhow, okay. So uh, so like I said, this is this is um, just a little passage. So uh, j- okay. So this is from the from the um, viewpoint of David. I'm talking. So he says, "Jeremy lived in a red brick house um, as impenetrable." As an army fort on a quiet cul-de-sac tucked deep within the labyrinth of cul-de-sacs filled with red brick homes 20 miles northwest um, of Houston. Uh, His neighborhood was far larger than mine. Nearly 75,000 people lived in it. And his street was so far out of the way that I sometimes got lost looking for it whenever I rode my bike to his house. Jeremy had an older sister with two children of her own an older brother fresh from the University of Texas hmm. and uh, living at home to save money before his wedding. 
and a younger sister who swam with my sister, Devin, in the evenings on the club team. His parents worked for big downtown petrochemical companies and exuded a calm that suggested perpetual financial and familial security. So, you know, that's not, that's basically what I'm talking about, right? Rich people who are very happy. <laughs> uh, so what do you – do they – what uh, was that? All the ex- excerpt? No, I'm not. I'm not done yet. Okay. No, I mean, I did, no, no. But go ahead. What, what, well, what I mean, are you saying? I'm already. Curious. I guess I'm already skipping ahead. I'm already curious as to what happened. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So ba- basically, I mean, so the, you know, the whole street. I mean, like the whole neighborhood was just filled of like just you know working professionals, people um, you know with kids and jobs and stuff. You know, and I mean there was just never even like a car breaking. You know, in our neighborhood. I mean, it was just so like out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, even to get to. You know, highway. You know, highway six in those days. I mean, it was just. I mean, it was just in the middle of two ninety, mm-hmm. and uh, an I ten. I mean, there was just there was just nothing going on out there at all. Right. Period. You know, it was just. I mean, we only had like one McDonald's until I think like nineteen ninety. I mean, so you know, this happened in ninety one. So um, as you got only one McDonald's, and this happened. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, look, I, yeah, I have not one. <clears throat> To belittle someone suffering, but yeah, obviously, but (laughs) yeah, anyhow, okay, so shut up. All right, so one night at the end of September, beginning of our sophomore year, two men arrived at his house. They tied Jeremy to his brother Greg with a nylon cord and forced them to kneel on the living room carpet side by side near the entryway. Jeremy's father sat on the fireplace with a gun to his head. There's reason to believe, given the forensics report about the order of the shootings and knowing. Mr. Woodley, that he begged for his son's lives. But, of course, there's no way to know for sure. Greg was shot first, three times, execution style in the back of the head. Jeremy watched his brother's murder before his own, with four bullets instead of three. His father was beaten with the handle of the gun, made to kneel beside his son, and shot six times. All three were shot with a, with the twenty two caliber revolver, which are quieter than any other weapon that don't discard shell casings. Uh, Let me to interject here. Um, you, you both are men who have families, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. That's uh, how it works. In, yeah. in some form or another. Uh, tell me, you guys all have a plan for this ever happening to you? Oh, yeah. I got a baseball bat and some wasp spray um, next to the front door. Do you really? Yeah, yeah. Josh, what's your plan? I'm sure Josh is he's loaded deep. He's probably probably sleeps with a loaded gun. Packing heat, a couple Chinese stars in the desk yeah. next to my bed. You know, for I, the for the purpose of this podcast, I am loaded to the gills. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny is uh, I, I I have a um, I have a plan, and it does not involve me ever begging for shit. Uh, I will I will die. I will die fighting. You will die. You 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 break into my house. You are going to kill me. Because I will kill you first if you don't allow me to. And I know that I could kill you and I could go to sleep very well that night. Jesus Christ. Okay, we got it, dude. Okay. So, so he, uh, yeah, so he, yeah, begs for a justifiable homicide. So that's cool. Uh, I'm waiting for my dare to be great moment. Yeah, okay. All right. So uh, basically, these are all kind of the hallmarks of an execution style professional hit, right? Um, just absolutely insane. So none of the neighbors heard anything. Uh, the men, well, the police speculate that the men, given the number of shots fired there, there were two of them, let themselves out, closed the door behind them, and then disappeared. 
right? So if you think about it, right? So think about if they're using revolvers, there had to be at least two guys or at least two revolvers um, because the number of bullets that were gonna, going to be expelled. I mean, you got four, you got, was it three? I think it was six. Three, three, four, and six, right? I mean, so. Well, I mean, six in each revolver. Right, so I mean, just, but just do the math, right? So I mean, just, you know, so. And, uh, you know, that's pretty common. Well, now, now I wonder why the neighbors didn't hear anything. It's because they use a twenty two pistol, which right. is basically like a little bit louder than a BB gun. Them, yeah. And the reason you know also they use twenty twos is in these execution styles because it doesn't have it doesn't exit. That's right. So it does more damage. It's like Pac Man inside yeah, the head, right? The brain, yeah. Yeah. Definitely so it kind of does. Yeah, definitely execution style. Yeah. Sounds. It does the most damage. Purpose. And then you know the other thing I keep thinking. So when I when I hear the description of this, it's like. Um, it's like almost, you know, the, the father was shot last, right? And so it makes me think to myself, he's being punished for something, right? Mm-hmm. Watching his, like, two sons die, you know, in front of him, right? So I feel like, though, if, if it was something like that, it would, wouldn't be hard to track down. Like, if he was, you could track down someone. Right. Yeah, you could tie it to him. owe money. If right. he's got a lot of money, maybe he has a gambling debt. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like they would have chased that. Okay, anyhow, so back to, this, back to the, uh, the story. So, okay, according to forensic reports... The killers arrived between 8.30 and 8.40 and were inside the house for less than 10 minutes. So this is like a 10-minute window. Um, so again, this is from the viewpoint um, of Jeremy's best friend. He says, Jeremy and I talked on the phone until 8.20 that night. His mother left the house before 8 to pick up the girls, his sister, and mine from swimming practice. It was her night to carpool. Miss Woodley dropped off Devin right at 8.40. I was watching television in the living room when the lights of her Oldsmobile flashed through the slats of the blinds. Devin slammed the front door behind her when she came inside. I heard the car shift in the gear. Jeremy's mother and sister drove away. It was five minutes from our house to theirs. I heard my mother's ankles crack as she moved down the hallway to answer the phone in the kitchen. By the way, does this motherfucker not have like the most vivid... Memory, in the yeah, history of memories. I don't remember the joints of my mother ever cracking. They probably have. How long did he write this? I wonder after it happened. I don't know. Minutes. I, yeah, it must be minutes. I don't know, but I mean, you got to think though, right? So if something this traumatic happens in your life, oh, yeah. you probably you probably do remember like every single like little, you know, little nuance. What's the most traumatic thing that's ever happened to you? Oh God, we're not going there right now. Tell me what you have for breakfast. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yeah, he goes down, he watches the news, and he just basically sees his best friend um, dead. So, so that's yeah. it. Um, that's awful. Right, right. That I'm so, is yeah, awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, um, zero leads. I mean, the only leads that they have is um, they put this piano um, in Back. the Chronicle, and there was somebody who was going to come pick it up. His name was Shelby. He was 16 years old. Um, he, had event- he had originally come to the house... Um, he had talked to one of the family members. They weren't sure exactly which one or who. Um, and uh, and that was it. He had been there before, the guy behind the piano. Apparently, right. Yeah. And so... Wait, wait, wait. wait. Was this a man named Shelby? Yeah. Or boy. Boy. Yeah, a boy named Shelby. Um, so what happened to the surviving mother and daughter? Are they? Well, I'll tell happy? you what. So what, what's, what's, he, what's, what's really messed up is I, I, I read... Um, I read an article after, and it said that they uh, they continued to live in that house for a few years after. Could you imagine that? 
I couldn't do it. Could you Could you live in the house where your your whole family was executed like that? Yeah, it's even more. Yeah, I mean that's even more troubling. More strange, what, yeah, what's but, What's even crazier is so it's like you can still look up the house like um, on Google Maps and it's you know it's still there and I just like and I not to be creepy but I did check the tax record just to see if they were still living there and they weren't right. Oh, was the house listed for? And is it for sale? I don't know. But you could totally... Is it zoned to a decent school? Oh, my God. Here we go. Okay, so anyhow, so so basically, it's still there. There are people who are still living in that house. I don't know. Like, how do you even... I don't even know how you get past that. I don't even know how you would be able to... I mean, so a real real estate agent comes up and says, oh, you know, this you know this house is perfect. There were fucking three people who I were think you now. only have to disclose it's, first generation. Well, no, uh, oh, no. If it's Is if it it's a foreclosure, you don't have to disclose anything. Oh yeah, yeah. All everything's off the table. But wait, say that again. If now? it's a foreclosure, you don't have to disclose anything. It, nothing. It's, no it's shit. As is, so you don't have. That's kind of the buck wow. stops here. I don't know. That's really. That's what I always. Oh I yeah, I mean yeah, because what what are they going to do? I am also taking real estate classes right now, but that's for <laughs> free glamour shots <laughs> for my billboard. <laughs> huh? Okay. Are you going to try and work with uh, anyone we know? Oh, maybe. Huh. Anyhow, no. so uh, so yeah. that's so that's it. So like so this this basically um, a lot of sleepless nights when I was when I was a kid after I heard about this story. Okay, so anyhow, I don't know if you guys have heard, but um, in, in 2014 there was a very similar case. Uh, it I was, think it was, it was it was in Cypress. It was in it was, it was Cypress. Like this Texas. month, I thought. No, 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 it wasn't this month. Was the double it? homicide. Every, no, the, no, 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 it was, a, it was quadruple. Oh, that's different. It was a, so it was it was two recently. boys, it was two boys and a mother and a father. Same type of mo. They were bound and executed. Um, now, I mean, there's there's no forensic links or anything like that. Right. But you know, police they don't have any leads or anything. So well, it also just happened uh, in Houston like two or three weeks ago with that uh, Asian couple, the mom and the dad. They were uh, probably in their sixties. I'm not sure about that one. No, no, no. They own like a chain of franchises. I think I don't know if it was Subways or yeah. Dunkin' Donuts or something. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, and they came on the news. But that was just... within 24 hours they caught them. Yeah. But they're saying there's an epidemic right now with people that, like, like younger the men that are getting together and like, hey, let's just go gang some rob shit. a house and. Yeah. Style. It's like Interesting. A, um, like a, I'm not really sure, but that's nothing new. Yeah. If you locked up every single man between the ages of 16 and 25, crime would cut down by like, I don't know, 90%. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. yeah. Malcolm Gladwell in the house, folks. It's true. <laughs> Freakonomics 3. Oh, my God. Anyhow, so uh, that, so that was good. That was the uh, blood Yeah, yeah so, so, so that's, that's what the story is. So um, I, I hate to bring up old shit in the past, but. This has never been solved. This is something that's, uh, it's stayed with me, like, even to this day. It's something that, you know, I think about every now and then. Yeah, I've never really heard about that one. I have another one for next time that's also mm-hmm. unsolved. And yeah. It has a lot more uh, information about it. That's the only thing bad about um, some of these crimes. You, there's nothing to really, you can't yeah. go home and start researching. Yeah. There's not much out there. I mean, if you, go, if you go and you type in Woodley Family Murders. How do you spell it? W-O-O-D-L-E-Y. Mm-hmm. Woodley family murders. There's literally two articles that come up. That's and crazy. I got, and the ones I printed off right here. That's it. That's crazy. Yeah, it's just it's not even you know. There's just no, there's nothing to go on. You know? And it's still considered an open case. Yeah. It's not being solved, yeah. so you can't even get public records from the police. Nothing's right. open right. for the public. So, which I think they need to fix that, by the way. But yeah, but there's um there's absolutely nothing to go on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, professional hit. I mean, they checked all the connections of the father and the sons and everything. And, and the Holy Spirit. 
And the uh, the mom? Nothing with the mom. Nothing with the mom. No, nothing. Uh, let's start talking about that kid and them swim lessons. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Actually, so this guy, so this Dave McGlynn guy, he's like, he is a world-renowned author and stuff. I mean, he's he's big time. This so, guy? Yeah. About this book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dor- it's called Door in the Ocean. He has one chapter that just talks about it. Basically, it's 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 autobiographical, and he just talks about how this kind of always stayed with him. But the the chapter goes on to talk about um, kind of the trauma that it did to him in his life, and all of his friends and everything, and how they really never got past it. So interesting read. Go check it out, and wow. please, David, don't sue me for reading your chapter in this no, I just forgettable source. podcast. Yeah, well, I, I did. Or uh, or Malcolm Psych- Gladwell, please don't. Yeah, I, he's. Probably also going to sue us. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. So so moving on, uh, Bayou is next, I hear, right? Bayou is next. Hey, everybody. Uh, we're, uh, so we're coming up with this next section here is our Bayou section of our Beer, Blood, and the Bayou. In this section, we will uh, review some some of this week's local news uh, in around our the Bayou City. Um, maybe we'll talk about some local events coming up. Maybe something we did before, but something topical. But today, I feel is the perfect time to talk about one of my favorite things in the world: law enforcement failure. Hmm. So, I was doing a little research on some <clears throat> some good, some topical stuff and. An article from a while came up about some crime statistics and the solvability and the cases cleared for each of the counties of our metropolitan area, which is Harris, Fort Bend, and uh, well, then Houston Police, Harris County Sheriff's Office, and Fort Bend Sheriff. So the three big law enforcement agencies. So a <clears throat> couple things. So this list I have tells you the clearance rate, which means the ra- the rate. The solved cases um, for each of the crimes. And it goes by murder, rape, robbery, assault, burglary, larceny, and auto theft. So, if we look at Harris County, a population, this, these, some of these statistics are a little older, but it's a good indicator of where we're at right now. So, uh, Harris County, uh, population uh, 1.7 million. Take a guess what their, solve, their clearance rate for murder is. So, 100%. 100%? You said... 100%. Wait, wait. wait. That's so, solved murders? Yes. In Harris County? Harris County. I would say... 80. 80. It's 60. Uh, 60%. 60%. Of the, 60%? 60% of the murders committed in Harris County <clears throat> are cleared. That's okay. so, No. That's, no? That's terrible. It's terrible when you really think that... What are their statistics? Uh, now, when you say solve, you mean a conviction, or they no, they have people cleared, cleared. These are that means forty percent are open pending cases. Forty mm-hmm. percent of the people murdered have not seen justice. Mm. Okay, that's just Harris County alone. Let's go to the city city of Houston. That's like half. Yeah. What do you think, city of Houston's that clearance is not rate? Is? Works, yeah. What was the city of Houston population in the city of Houston? Two point two million. Mm. Clearance rate. Harris County was 60. Houston is what? It's going to be a majority. I said 70, 70, 80, right? You said 70 or 80? 70 or 80. Josh, what do you have? Of unsolved. Of solved, cleared cases for the Houston Police Department. I don't know how much more clear I could be, Josh. Yeah, I need to get some, like a notepad or something. Yeah. 
He can dig some of that, that shit beer. out of your ears. Too much of that really good beer. Yeah, that beer fifty two. Um, I want to go with forty five percent in Houston. Okay, I like where your head's at, but it's seventy one. Good job, oh, Ralph. Seventy one. Seventy one. Oh, that's right. good. So Houston, please. <clears throat> it's not good. It's not good. Well, it seems like it would be Fort Bend County. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Wait, what? Okay. Really? Yeah, murders. Fort. Wait. Hundred percent. Fort Bend County. Wow. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, what about? Rape cases. Clarence rate on rape cases. Harris County or City? Let's go Fort Fort Bend County first. No, Fort Bend County. Clarence we're, rate we're, for Fort Bend County. What? 40%? 46% for Fort in, Bend in County. In Fort Bend? Yeah. Well, wait, hold on. I thought they did such a good job with the murders. murders. Okay. Um, <clears throat> HPD, guess what that is? 70%? Maybe 70% clearance rate is what you say. Huh? Josh, what do you say? If I guess like one number over, like a digit, like a price is right, do I win? No, no, no. The karaoke machine is mine. Um, no, it is uh, they. The clearance rate for rape cases in Houston police, Houston uh, police department is. Did you see that? There's like twenty four percent. Oh, that's terrible. Twenty four percent. Okay. So basically, if you get raped in the city of Houston, like they're not going to find your perpetrator. Wait till you see what happens if you get raped out in the county. Oh, okay. And we I, all live out in the county. Well, I know yeah. this is technically city of. Okay, so Harris County's uh, clearance rate for rape cases. Take a guess. 17%. 17%. Really? For Ralph. Is that it? Is that 17%? Josh, do I get an 18? Do I hear an 18? 18 here, an 18, 25, 25, 25, 18, 25. It is 10%, guys. My 10% of rape cases really? in the city, uh, in, the, in Harris County. Wow. Are considered to be cleared and off the books. Interesting. Yeah. So robbery, eight percent. They're solving in the Harris County. They're solving robberies at eight eight <clears throat> percent. Oh, that's kind of believable. There. That to me, I would not even bother filling out. Uh, are they even trying? No. Uh, that's that. Therein lies the real question. Yeah. What? Well, I heard. Why well, I did, I did hear though. I feel like I should take all my stuff and just give it to a pawn shop tonight. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I, I, I auto I, auto I, theft clear. Hold clear on, on, stop for a second. So I, I did hear though that they're trying to hire like twenty three hundred new officers. Like I know the like street officers or yeah, burglary yeah, department. Just, hey, I mean, everybody. But nothing solves crime. Nothing solves crime. Like a bunch of rookies with guns in their hands, and I tell you what, I, oh god, my sister who is a, I mean, I would say she's a psychopath. She's in law enforcement, and she's oh, wait, she's in law enforcement. She's desperate for a gun. Your sister? Yeah, she's a, she's in law she's enforcement. She's sheriff's department. She's a, she, yeah. What did she do? She's a corrections officer. Okay, god, I thought she was a cop. By the way, by oh, the way, yeah, by the way, god. so she she's a corrections officer. Well, this works is not going to go on, on the podcast. Absolutely, it is. Um, she works in the downtown jail. What's going on in the podcast? She works in the downtown jail, yeah. and you may as well be a prisoner there. Um, well, I, I have no, wait, wait, her because she works there. Yes, no, because you work there. You work a shift, yeah. and it is up to them if you can leave. Who the the the, the prison? The ge- wait, the general. You cannot leave the general population. N- no, the your your uh, uh, commandant. Or whatever their yeah. oh, okay. so hierarchy like is. Like no shows for work or something? I don't... Yeah, because yeah, they have to have coverage. Uh, right. And they have to have coverage. They... Well, you know, that reminds me when I was when I was in high school, I worked at Sonic. And I had this crazy... Very Nigerian... similar, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had this crazy mm-hmm. Nigerian manager, very nice guy named Patrick. But same thing, like I couldn't leave unless he told me I could leave. Did uh, Wendy's for what, two or three four, hours? Four hours. Four hours. I worked there for four hours. I needed to keep my early release. I walked in. 
for school I, for high school. Yeah, for high school, I I, I knew they were hiring. Yeah. The lady was super excited. I was super excited for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I filled out some paperwork. She gave me a uniform. I watched the video. Um, I, I I get there and I watch about two and a half hours of VHS tapes in the back and. And the ladies coming back there checking on me. Hey, how's everything how's going? Yeah, I was like, hey, no, it's great. I'm super pumped, man. I You're got, excited. You're very yeah. Excited. I got my I got this weird shirt. <laughs> you know, they're on, folding you know? new French yeah. fry boxes. Yeah, like, I got this man, weird shirt. You are a guy. Like and so, um, so she she brings me out to the front, right? Starts giving me some some tri- some tank training tips, you know. And I'm like, this is great. This is great. And I start cleaning up some stuff. And she's like, okay, it's nine o'clock. Wrapped up for the day. Wait, so, wait, you left at 9 p.m.? Well, it's new. I work from 5 to 9. Oh, okay. So, uh, four hours. And she's like, okay, well, here's your schedule. You work Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday morning. And I was like, see you then. I can't wait to see you. <laughs> and this is Wednesday. Got you a chocolate shake. <laughs> That's right. I was like, I was thrilled. I hopped in my Beretta. And, Ooh, uh, very nice. That's right. Mm-hmm. Chevrolet awesome. Beretta, digital readout. Yeah. And uh, drove home, and uh, Friday night came. Supposed to be there at 5, 5.05, my phone's ringing. I answer it, and I said, uh, hello? And she's like, hey, I, I, this is Darcy with, with Wendy's. Um, did you forget you were supposed to work today? And I said, oh, oh I'm sorry. I, my car's broken down. And she's like, oh, no problemo. We'll come get you. And I was like, I, no, I, got, I got to go. I, I just got to go. And I got the phone. And, uh, but don't think. Did I, you keep the uniform? Yes, I did. Okay. Don't think I didn't get her to sign off day one. Oh, on, on my early release, and that was Wendy's. Wait, wait, hold on, wait. So you only had to get signed off one day for your early? Wait. Yeah, I only needed. I only needed her to sign. I had to have proof that I, that I had a job because I got early oh. release in one class. And so it was. So it, it wasn't a co-op. It was just. Wait, it, wait. So wait. So wait, once you signed off. That was good for the rest of the semester. Yeah, yeah they're not gonna follow. I mean, they're gonna pager. They're gonna cell phones. There's co-op classes now. Yeah. I actually have an employee who's in a co-op class. Um, yeah, I talked to his uh, his teacher comes in and yeah. talks. Wow. Yeah, she always likes to remind me that she was uh, she was like a, uh, somehow she always says I was a high level marketing exec, but I decided to be a teacher after I had kids. And I was like, interesting. Uh, okay, okay, sure, sure. She no. said it more than once. Yeah. Oh, every time she, I've, I've seen her three times. Yeah. Okay, so uh, so to recap quick. Uh, That's crazy. Crime closure rates uh, in and around uh, Houston and the surrounding counties are shitty, abysmal, abysmal. And, and yeah. work for four hours. At we have we do not. We may as well not have law enforcement unless you're just like getting tickets. Okay. All right. Now, uh, so what's your story there? You got uh, one, buddy? Yeah, yeah, I got one. So you guys, uh, you guys know that high power attorney uh, Tony Busby? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Okay. So so did you guys uh, hear about the uh, the deed from hell? Oh yeah, the the paintings were torn yeah, up. This, yeah, this got national ink. Um, she was effing fucking hammered. Okay, she mm-hmm. was like wasted. So they arrived back at Busby's River Oaks home. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, he decided he wanted the date to end. Mm-hmm. Don't we all sometimes? And he called her an Uber. Well, uh, he she called her a, a Uber. Yeah, he called her, call her a name. Yeah, no, no, no. Uber. <laughs> you Uber. You Uber. Get he out. called her an Uber, and that's when she snapped. Called her an Uber. Um, someone So when the Uber showed up, they couldn't find her. Like she just, it literally shows. She you was hiding, house. man. She was hiding in the house. Okay, so she ran off, uh, finding a hiding place inside the mansion. He said she held. 
He began to go berserk inside the home. Lamb allegedly tore three. Andy wore all paintings off the walls and poured red wine on top of them. Oh, God. Can you imagine? Of all the paintings. just In addition to throwing two valuable sculptures across a room, shattering them. So the police affidavit said destroyed artwork had a combined value of $300,000. But in a probable cause court, it was said that the paintings were actually valued. At five hundred grand each. Okay, so that's where. Okay, so that's mm. where uh, the confusion was. Wow. So Layman was booked into Harris County Jail. Has since been released after posting thirty thousand dollars bond. Man, that's one expensive date. And he probably got a better view from the Uber driver. I know. Yeah, he's no. probably like a four star guy. Now. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if like what 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 Tinder has to say about him. But, um, I but have. I've had six war walls destroyed. <laughs> uh, yeah, had, like, I don't even want to take. Expensive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had some. Someone got some scat on my Gauguin. Yeah, I once had a, a war in my hall, but you know, no. Oh yeah. God! Well, they all can't be winners. Oh, yeah. God, that's so horrible. Any, yeah. Um, you. I'm sorry. Go back. You had some scat on your Gauguin. Someone pissed all over my piss Christ. Can you believe it? What? I bought. I bought the piss Christ, and someone pissed oh, all over it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Anyhow, all right. So, uh, Josh, what do you got? Uh, well, I didn't get the memo about it being a local story. I, <laughs> I was just going to talk about the article that I read about uh, Donald Trump is now uh, wanting this year to have a military parade. Have y'all seen this? No. Something. I guess he went overseas and they had one. Like and he was like, that's what I thought too. Yeah. Oh my USSR? god! No, Damn, no, no. It, it's crazy. It, it was, it was like uh, I, I had to go back and read exactly what it was. But we're going to see those ICBMs on those eighteen uh, wheeler trailers getting pulled around. But it's he's literally planning it. He had a meeting, huh. and uh, oh, they're planning. Pentagon it. officials, I guess, were involved like a military well, parade, and they're like, and he wants to have this kind of parade in America this year at some point. Hey, I got some brand new goose stepping boots yeah. that I think are going to fit my thighs. So yeah, that's great, man. Yeah. That's that just you know. Amazon, talk about national Zappos. pride. I just want to see tanks and warheads just being dragged through the streets of every major city in the nation. That that's gonna be that'd be really good for American morale. Anyhow, okay, so I think I think we're done. Are we done? Yeah, yeah. Well, guys, this has been a great first episode. Yeah, it definitely has. Um, I I love every everyone. I would like to thank all of our listener. Yeah, yeah. Uh, every single one of you. Well, hey, the good news is um, is that we can't just say our. Um, well, I know my mom won't be listening to this because she doesn't love me. Yeah, and uh, my mom's dead, so yeah, ditto. <laughs> <laughs> so we we have no moms, so oh, not even our mothers are going to be listening to this show. Yeah, so that's pretty. So sad. Uh, you out there in um, in cyber world, please yeah. download, subscribe. Yep. So uh, check I guess, your iTunes. I guess uh, you know this is uh, us signing off. We're supposed to have some brilliant. Um, Tag or something, right? Like, I think uh, I'm gonna don't, I'm, don't go Monica solo. Don't go a getting the getting the the going doing beer blood but, in the bayou. Yeah, yeah. Don't go blood bayou in without consume, the beer. absorb. Don't beer don't, don't don't beer the bayou without the blood. Mm, that's right. Don't be blood in the bayou with the beer. Cue the outro music. Beer a beer the blood in bayou with the bayou and the beer. Cue the outro music.